0: Let's go.
1: Let's, let's go. Who wants uh, to
0: uh, introduce this one since I introduced the last one?
1: Um, Where would be? I'm, too, I'm too shy to introduce it. And you're, you're a guest. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone places. I'm going to direct this episode.
2: All right. All right. Liam, Liam, I, I believe in you.
1: Oh, you want me to introduce it?
2: You literally just said you're going to.
1: I said I was going to direct it, not introduce
0: I mean, I can introduce it. No one else wants it. it?
2: All right, Andrew, go ahead. Okay, Andrew.
0: Oh, you said my full name.
2: Andy gets doxxed. <laughs> oh, well, now was- I know where you live, and I'm going to be your house. Let's see. I'm not wasted this time, so that's good. Let's get Chief Chat up in here. Should I drink, like, a little bit? Just, just a...
1: Just a pinch, you know, just a, a pinch my down's entire bottle of vodka.
2: Oh man, I, I yeah. <laughs> I I have eighty milligrams of Adderall. Should I snort it? Hell yeah! <sighs> <sighs> the long dance. <laughs> the
1: That episode is just a screaming into the mic.
2: This movie fucking sucks. So we are back. Um, this is the uh, second Gaspar Noé episode. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Okay, so. We should have started with this one, with the "I Stand Alone" and Carné discussion, but we decided to start with Irreversible because we were gonna do Irreversible and then I Stand Alone and then Carné in one episode. But we ended up talking uh, so long about Irreversible that it got too late. So now it's two weeks later, and yeah, we are back stronger Um, than ever. Yeah, we uh, we started with um, yeah Irreversible. Um, We will be doing Enter the Void. The week after this, so I don't know if that was confusing or not. I kind of wish it's got it's gonna kind of bother me that these were uploaded like kind of out of order, but it's whatever. We can always it say that it we were just being meta because it was irreversible.
1: We were being meta. That was the intention.
2: So to get directly to the carne of the discussion, <laughs> um, <laughs> so carne uh from nineteen ninety one, um. I want to say it's his debut film, but is this technically a short? It is a
1: short. It's only thirty minutes. It's all, it's like forty minutes, like thirty-eight minutes.
2: Yeah, he's had like other films, uh, before other short films before this. Because no, I, I mean, this re- isn't this
1: isn't like his first venture into filmmaking. This is just no. a film that put him on the map. Like yeah, this is that, like, like kind of his gave first, him a name like, for himself. Yeah, you know.
2: Yeah. Um, I still do need to see his earlier shorts. Isn't like Sodomites his first? Actually, no, I don't know any. No, it's
0: De Luna, according to imdb
2: and let's see how does it start it starts with um how does uh, it start it's like a conversation in text um and then it cuts to footage of like a like a real horse being killed and clean oh yeah well i and, i I, uh, I
1: like the introduction with like the voiceover yeah that was very creative and, uh, and the editing is really good
2: yeah and then it kind of um Was
0: that an actual horse that got fucking demolished? Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah he that just was um, a yeah, real fun.
0: Yeah. Real Holy fun. Fun. fuck.
2: Anyway, um and then it then it uh let's see it kind of Well then it just it just chronicles the relationship
1: between the butcher and his I guess. And his daughter, as she, but like it, it, it kind of fast forwards through her life. So, yeah, and then like the,
2: way the story is like kind of set up with like each cut going through like a small amount of time in the future and like presenting the audience with like kind of like minimal information, but enough to understand like the character dynamics. You know,
0: I'm going gonna on.
2: go um, yeah, ahead the pacing is and great.
0: get it out of the way, but I kind of prefer Carne over I Stand Alone because you
1: know, <laughs> scorching hot take.
0: It, I don't. Is that okay? Because I stand alone. In my opinion, I, we can just talk about both films together. We don't have to yeah. fucking.
1: It's. I mean, it's basically just one film, just like cut into like I stand alone picks up like right after uh carne, like literally instantly
2: after. So yeah, it starts yeah. with like you know the quick cuts. It's the same like style of like the quick cuts to like you know various points of the butcher's life. Uh, except for I think carne or I think uh I stand alone does it slightly better. Um. With it, you know, it's all being, you know, it's all voiceover instead of just like, because uh, I don't think it starts with voiceover in Carnage. I mean, he had like um, no,
1: I mean, the thing is like what he made, I, I Stand Alone was made like, I think eight years, I think, or like seven years after Carnage. So he definitely had a lot more money, a lot more resources. So he was able to do a lot more with that movie. No, I think I Stand Alone is from 1998 and Carnet is from 1991.
2: I yeah, think. so it, there's definitely. So a,
1: there's yeah. a huge time jump. And in that, he in those years. Um, Yeah, and he was able to do um, a lot more, so. Okay, um,
0: but what I was going to say about why I prefer Carney over us, and I find I stand alone to be a little, um, you know, being Casper Norway's first feature film, it was a bit self-indulgent at times, especially with the many fucking just speeches we get from the main character throughout the film. And then is just this nice condensed story that, you know, if you were just to watch Carney alone, it stands alone on its own fine, huh, Penny? Uh I mean I, I just think Carney just stands better alone than I stand alone.
1: I think I um, think the speeches were great though. Like
2: Yeah, I, I think the um it's yeah. kind of going for a slightly different type of vibe because I, I agree like,
0: though. Because the speeches do serve a narrative purpose and it does fit the character very well. But I don't know. I, I mean, in a
1: sense, I Stand Alone is a bit more experimental than Carney, But he could, because he was like, yeah. since he had more resources, he could experiment with more stuff. But I think it's just more, like, he just found his footing with I Stand Alone. Like, I, like you could see that he was still kind of, like, I, get it, I mean, Carney's pretty messy in general. Just like, you could yeah, see I- he's not entirely sure what he's doing yet.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of the, um, especially the technical side of both Carne and I Stand Alone, he's still finding his, you know, kind of his niche of filmmaking, even though he's always, like I've said in the irreversible episode, he's always kind of, like, ever-changing with his style and what he's doing, but, um, I feel like he gets more of maybe what he was going for in Carne in I Stand Alone with a lot of, like, uh, it's got a kind of, uh, I don't want to use this term in a stupid way, because I'm not. Like an expert on this type of stuff but like kind of like french new wave type editing um it does a lot it's, of, it's, like very like uh well not french new wave but like uh, jean-luc godard it's, um, it's very reminiscent of
1: godard with like the pop-up yeah. oh, text okay. that comes up and like the boom like you know like you described it like the vine booms
2: yeah the vine booms, especially yeah. like, like incarnate um I, I feel like it was a little bit more awkward in carne um even though but that is yeah even though it's the same for i stand alone that is one thing i feel uh, i'm glad he didn't kind of keep that um uh technical element of his films throughout the rest of his filmography because it is kind of uh the first time i watched this film because i've seen this film twice um first time was back when i was getting to Gaspar away stuff and i watched it. i thought it was like decent but like his worst film like not that it's, I don't i didn't think it was bad i just thought it was like you know uh kind of like low tier uh, no way compared to his other stuff like Enter the void and climax I, I thought i also thought like um the editing was just like jarring and distracting like i didn't like that at all like i thought it was really unpleasant to watch um uh, but i might rewatch, I, I really didn't think that i i thought it kind of um i don't know it, it felt more natural to the movie like how weird and um kind of like chaotic the whole film is i feel like that kind of complements that it. it's not just like oh it's just jarring and weird and distracting at least that's yeah. how I felt this time around. No, I think it works. I,
1: I, I, I'm a big fan of the editing in the movie, especially like I Stand Alone. Uh, it's, it's a very like distinct, distinct editing style, and I think it. I mean, it's, it's jarring, and and, and if you're not used to it, then, then it's it 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 could be distracting. But I think, and he definitely like took inspiration from like other movies, because I yeah. think he is a big like French New Wave fan, and not just like Godard. Like you see that in other movies as well. So I mean, that's, but he like put his own spin onto it.
2: Also no. has a big, so I think it's just,
1: like, really interesting.
2: Uh, yeah, also has uh, a big taxi driver, uh, kind of, or there's a lot of taxi driver homages. It in, is a massive, and, uh, like, it is
1: very reminiscent. Yeah. To, and he does like Taxi Driver. He's mentioned uh, yeah, Taxi Driver you know, many times. Yeah,
2: he's mentioned as, it's one of his favorite films. And I, even in an interview, he said, like, this is, like, French Taxi Driver, um, which, you know, it's, it's both, like, you know, uh, very... Uh,
1: At its I've core, they're the, the same driver. movie, pretty much, just some disturbed... Dude, yeah, it, roaming it's like, around.
2: Yeah, like a disturbed, like isolated loner which is kind of stuck in his own head, uh kind of spiraling it, it, into it, it. they uh, both have you know, they both
1: have like their own philosophy. And
2: uh uh the first time I watched it, I also kind of thought it was um kind of like ripping off Taxi Driver or like kind of leaning too hard into like homaging it. Um but really I think only in a few scenes it was like really I mean, other than the whole like general premise being similar in a way um even though it's going for very different you know tax driver and the stolen going for very different things uh there's two specific parts it's the scene um when he goes into the porn theater it's basically like uh exactly like you know the scene in a uh, tax driver when he goes into a porn theater except for it's uh, yeah uh that and i'll oh <laughs> all... <laughs> sorry Bless you. no uh Well, there was one thing I I did notice was funny. Um, In uh, Taxi Driver, uh, the screen in the porn theater uh, when Trav Spickle walks into it, uh, it's censored because they uh, they had to like uh, censor it or blur it out uh, to avoid like an X rating. That and uh, uh, a couple other stuff in that film. I'm not gonna go on. I can talk forever about Taxi Driver, but like, man, I still want to see like the X-rated cut of Taxi Driver. Like that. Anyway, uh, that's not the point. Um, (laughs) Anyway, there's like in this film at least the version i saw it was like fully on screen like you know in the porn series. yeah it was uh, but apparently it was, it was also much. like uh censored like in some versions or like when it first came out it had to be censored to I be so. uh yeah uh so that's kind of funny that's
0: wait uh, where did where did i watch i watched it on f movie so yeah of course that's uh, not gonna be the I- version
2: I I forget where I watched it. I, I downloaded it from somewhere, even though I own the DVD. This is something that's really annoying. I own the DVD. I, I bought it, Uh, you know, like a month before we were, t- were talking about, like, you know, doing the uh, uh when we we're going to start doing the Noe stuff because I wanted to own every guest part no way movie. But the love Blu-ray wouldn't come till July. So I just bought the DVD because I thought that was the only way you could find it was like in 720p. Um, And I looked online. It's like, no, there is a 1080p like file you can download online it's like well great so I bought the DVD for no reason like if there's a Blu-ray out there I guess I just didn't look hard enough I Criterion should
1: release I stand alone and like yeah
2: actually uh, it's
1: like the only No Way movie that like has a like shitty release because yeah. I heard the DVD is terrible I like it
2: yeah I didn't even open it so I own okay, it and I like heard, I heard like online Yeah was I bad yeah um, I, the first time I saw this it was um I watched on the site of F'd Up Movies uh, which is a great site. It has a lot of great, uh, very obscure films. That you can't great find effed else. up movies. Yes, uh, definitely. Um, but it was it was like the 720p version, maybe even lo- lower, and it, it like really sucked. Like the, uh, I know I remember the uh, uh, visual quality or the uh, picture quality being really terrible. And now rewatching it in 1080p, it really is like a very well shot film. Wait, even when was movies. What?
0: When did you watch it on F dot movies? Because my version Uh, of the movie like a year or two ago. It was like the version on there now is I don't know if it was 1080p, but it was like at least 720. It was not bad at all. Mm. Quality Uh, was.
2: Yeah, I was just gonna say like this is like a very well shot film, even though it doesn't have the same like uh it it, you know like after this you know with Irreversible and Ender the Void, uh, Gaspar Noé has his gets into his style of like the camera movements, you know, the long takes. Uh, this film has a lot more editing in it for sure. And, um, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. Cause it's like, even though it, it's not his most, like visually stunning film, still is like a really well shot film and like has like a very, uh, kind of like murky sort of saturates the right color, but like it's like that murky, like red and orange color palette. Well, um, the movie really certainly doesn't
1: look nice, but I feel like the whole point of it is to look like really bad. So it, it, I'm not going to say, like, it's, like, a beautiful-looking film, but it's a really, like, yeah, like, nice-looking film. Like, it's just... How can I say it? It just...
2: I think for what it is, it it looks very, uh...
1: It nails what it's trying to it's, be, for essentially. For what is, yeah.
2: Um, right. I don't know. I was just it's got some it
1: nice time. shots, like the train station scene and stuff, you know, like, symmetry. Yeah.
0: I just um, assumed it was a bit of a product of its time in regards to technology, a bit. I mean, it was 97. Even though... I don't know. I don't know how far the French are behind or if they were behind. That sounds racist, almost.
2: You are racist against uh, French people?
1: <laughs> I think they were, like... I think they were more, like, advanced. I don't know. I could what be are wrong even here. What you talking about? But French people... I mean, French, like, the French oh. in, like, cinema... Like, in the realm of cinema. Because, like, they, like, invented cinema, so...
0: I don't know what I'm saying. I just... In regards to film quality, I think the grainy aspect fits the film very well. I mean, it's not some, like, super clean 1080 masterpiece of a Scorsese film or anything, but for what it is, it works.
2: Yeah, um, going back to the, um, you know, other influences other films had on this, and in *Gaspar Noé* Away in general, um, another one I would say is the film Angst, um, which, especially in Carne, um, but... Uh, I know that's another one of Gaspar Noé's favorite films, and it definitely has like, in some parts, like the same kind of, I don't know what's the word is, like chaotic kind of energy to it. Uh, have you seen Angst?
0: No, I, I just said Angst. it. Seen Angst. Yeah,
2: yeah it's, uh, it's definitely not all of the film, uh, but both the incarnate and like certain parts
0: it's of It's been on my, film, my list for a while because it, I know how uh, influential gosh. it is in regards to horror and, you know, the decade it was filmed in. It's been on my radar forever
2: yeah, definitely um uh in some scenes, not so much in I stand alone, but definitely in carne um it, like the scene uh let's see where is it? it's after i think it's when he um he attacks the guy that he thinks uh assaulted his daughter um it, it's like in that scene um when he's like going to attack him and then he but it, it's actually kind of cheesy uh that was one thing that I didn't think really worked that great in a carne. He, like, walks up and he, like, shoves a knife in the guy's mouth. I thought that was, like, really cheesy. Yeah,
1: That, that was funny. Like, it was like... Funny, the effect but like, for that, like... like the yeah.
2: way
0: he shoved it in his mouth, I get it, because it was probably, like, the save one, you know, so he didn't fucking have to use fake blood or anything, because the way he shoved it down his mouth was, like, it would go in his throat, almost. Like...
1: I, I dude, didn't like the way that dude. scene was shot, though. It was, like, a creative way of, like, not, you know... Per- particularly using any any like I don't know. I, I just thought it would I just thought it worked. Like it, it could be arguably considered a bit goofy, but just the whole movie has like this kind of slightly like super darkly humorous vibe to it. So Yeah.
2: Yeah I was gonna mention that um about I stand Alone. Oh, well it's it's basically well, like, they, they it, both it's do. a continuation. It's like a continu like I, I wouldn't say these are like two The vibe kinda things. carries like, on. I mean you know the opening scene of I Stand Alone is basically like a you know it's like a summary of what happens in Carne. Um with the same type of thing like uh Carne starts with like showing kind of the butcher's life up until that point. Um except with in that it's just showing it uh in I Stand Alone it's like he's narrating it. Um I was saying that earlier. I think it's kind of done better. It's kind of like a improved uh version of Carne like the same opening. Um I, I think that was interesting. I, I like the way that was executed. Um what do you think the op-
1: I mean I don't know if I'm like what do you think the opening of I Stand Alone means? Like, what's the correlation with, with uh, the rest of the movie? When they're, like, the discussion that, like, touches on, like, morality and justice?
2: Um, yeah, I think... Like, what's...
1: Yeah. Is it, like, kind of referring to, like, the, like, uh, the Butcher, like, taking his revenge? Like, kind of like the Butcher's actions in Carnet, since it's, like, um, at the beginning of the film?
0: I'm just kind of confused. Like,
1: I I do like that scene. I think it's super interesting. I'm just like, what's the significance, right? He does
0: eventually open up with, like, a history of his life a little bit. Because he does have, like, the steel photograph. He's talking about... Oh, that's Carnet.
1: I'm talking about I Stand Alone here. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and *I Stand Alone*, the scene with the uh' it's just like two guys standing in like a bar, right? And the guy is saying like how you know the rich decide what's moral, so the rich oh, are yeah. right.
1: Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, no, the, the still photographs and power incarnate. is incarnate
2: only uh, like real morality. And he says like you know his, right, uh, and then he, justice like, is. I think he says something like justice is like this, and like pulls out his gun.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, "This is my." I keep mixing up what he says, but it's. I always thought that like conversation was super interesting. I just like I I always like. Like I, I, after the film ended, I was, I kept like trying to ask yeah. myself, like, what's, you know, what's, what is this doing here? And I, I know it means something because I know Noe is like a pretty smart guy. So, but, yeah. uh, I don't know.
2: Well, I think the whole thing, I mean, I, I feel like that really kind of summarizes a lot of, um, where the, um, the character of the butcher kind of goes. Um, cause you know, so, okay, we're already into spoiler territory, right? We oh, really yeah, no, we, we've always been
1: in spoiler territory. Like, there's no, like, yeah. like,
2: considering, um, you know, the last time we see The Butcher, spoilers for Irreversible, it's in the opening scene. Um, You know, I, we didn't really touch on this in the Irreversible discussion because I kind of wanted to save it for uh, I on Loan. Um, but, you know, like, in that film when he's saying, like, you know, there are no bad deeds, just deeds, and, and there's, like, you know... Yeah, um, no, that's
1: what he says, and he just says time destroys everything.
2: Yeah, and... You know, like, um, the whole film, he's, um, the whole thing is, like, you know, he wants to be with his daughter, right? Um, which, it's kind of weird, because there's a, the whole, like, incest thing, which is, like, really, uh... Well, n- well, I don't know if I missed something, but
1: none of the, like, incest shit really happens in I Stand Alone. I mean, like, yeah, but it's very he doesn't, implied. like... It's very, very implied, but he, like, never outwardly and, like, has sex with his daughter in I Stand Alone. Well, like, he kind of touches yeah. her, but then, like, he's, like... In the opening scene of Force, well he's actually like in jail for it, which like yeah, he's, so that means he Wait, actually he like, went jail? out for it. Wait, yeah, is he he's in jail.
2: In,
1: yeah, he's in prison.
2: Oh, is he? Oh, because like, huh? I think about that. Or maybe, or maybe Wait, he, is he like in jail there, or because he said he went to jail.
1: Or maybe he got out of jail. Yeah, yeah I think he got something. out of jail,
2: but um, I don't know.
1: I, I feel like he isn't. No, no, no. I feel like they are in a jail cell. I feel like they are in a jail cell.
2: I, I never thought about that. They might or may not. I'm not really... I don't think it's, like, made... Either way, murdered.
1: he did get, like... Um, yeah, he like did get imprisoned for his actions. Which we are... Which we never see.
2: Yeah, it's uh, left kind of ambiguous, like, where the film ends, with an Irreversible made, Fuck, Irreversible makes it very clear uh, how that... the story went. Um, I, and with with him, you know, ha- having sex with his daughter. Uh, and, um... But the whole thing is, like, he's... I feel like he kind of justifies it by the end of the film just through his like um I don't know just his like bitter like nihilistic uh outview on life like that's like kind of his whole his whole thing is just like I feel like that's like a like like you were saying the opening scene the whole like monologue about morality that's like his um kind of like a core of his character is just like
0: it doesn't feel like it's wrong because the urge is so powerful
2: like it's like the only thing like the only like joy in the butcher's life is like his daughter
1: um yeah and it's like so strong that the uh the line between like fatherly love and like straight up like romantic love is kind of dimming
2: yeah which i, I think it's interesting that because like,
1: like he doesn't have like i think he's just like sexually just like repressed or not like repressed but like
0: i do want to point out that i mean he does Go on to explain that he was sexally abused as a child?
1: He well he did he definitely would he well yeah he definitely was, but like
2: also there's an uh, the implication or there, I feel like there's kind of the implication that he was like maybe like raped in prison in Carnage. Um because there's that scene, it's kind of just played for like a joke. Uh there's that scene when um it's like his cellmate, Gerald, yeah, it's like kind of like I don't. There's an implication there. It's not made explicitly clear, but it. There's some definitely something there. I'm not sure if that's really, uh, that important to the entire story. Um, but it
0: could yeah. be because you could argue that he's very. I wouldn't like say open sexuality, but like, I mean, he kind of is. He and I think at a point because you know he is so sexually repressed in his life, he decides to have a sexual relationship with a man, but. Purely I mean, because maybe? they did it in like, notes? I don't know.
2: It's uh, not... It's not. That's not really a huge part yeah. of the story. That's not made explicitly clear. I don't think it's, it's very, like, I keep saying explicitly yeah. clear. What the fuck? I, I just want to saying... say, though, about, like,
1: the very end of the movie. It's just, like, since Noe loves, like... And I feel like Noe's view of the world is very similar to, like, The Butcher's. In that it's, like, in all of his movies you're gonna see like a pattern in that like his view is very is like a very negative outlook or like a he's just like nihilistic in general so oh, i yeah. found it interesting that like the like like the very the very very end of of i stand alone is like it's a happy ending like yeah, after like the dreams like the dream sequence yeah um which we think that's how it ends but like it's actually like a really It's a pretty wholesome ending. Like, I mean, you know, it's kind of fucked up, but it's a pretty wholesome ending. And and I'm like rewatching it. I was like, wait, that's kind of weird for like Noe to make like such a, you know, such like a heartfelt ending in a way. But then, but then, but then he follows it up with Irreversible.
2: Yeah. And And I found
1: it. So that that means the story didn't have a happy ending because he ended up like fucking his daughter. Yeah. So he doesn't want to end his movies in that way.
2: I just found it interesting how
1: you built it, built up on that in Irreversible just to kind of like make, like, just like, just like at the beginning of Irreversible, like, ah, I feel like that's kind of reaching, but just like announce to people that there are like no happy endings in the end. And so it kind of is the same story with like, I stand alone, like, time does destroy everything.
2: Yeah, like, even if there was like something that was maybe positive, like in the butcher's life at the end of Irreversible, or yeah, in the end, time destroys destroys everything and And that's why he says yeah uh which i think yeah like you're saying that's very uh thematically appropriate for um yeah that character which the last thing we you know saw from like a Gaspar Noé film was that ending uh i stand alone to being the first thing in irreversible setting it up yeah you're actually i I didn't think of that before so um, i yeah yeah. so so i feel like there's a reason
1: why he made the butcher characters say the like tagline of the film yeah of irreversible so I think it's yeah. I, I just I mean, like I guess
0: thought, I don't know. the end of Ice and Alone could be read. I mean, it's a happy ending for the butcher, it's not, but it's not a well, happy ending at all. It's, it's it is kind of a
2: heartfelt ending, though.
1: Like you it's have more
2: complicated than being a happy ending. I mean, it's how is it heartfelt? I mean, I mean, it just feels like a happy ending. Like it's
1: it's it's kind of like it's an illusion of a happy ending. But then if you just give it more thought, then you realize it's definitely not a happy ending. But it's just it just it it's like a it's 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 kind of like um. I don't know, like a like a just kind of a bad ending, but like kind of disguised in the clothing of a happy ending. Like it's got all the thematics of a happy ending. Like I feel you've like got this like is the the, best way the, to the, end the, the, the happy like opera music or whatever. And then the butcher kind of narrating like, you know, we're gonna kind of his plans for the future. Um yeah. so, well, but it's it's definitely a lot more complicated than just being a happy ending. I I didn't mean it like that. But
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's um yeah, I know what you mean. Um I I will talk more about the ending in a second. I feel like the um also like the butcher's whole like um philosophy of life because there's a lot of time just spent. Like there's the whole scene um which I really enjoyed the scene uh when he's he's just walking angrily. Angrily? Angrily. Um I forget. I I forget at which point in the movie it is, but he's just walking and He's really pissed off, and he's just having this monologue long in his head. And like, oh yeah, so, when it's like, it's like when he's trying night. to like
1: when he's trying to go kill like the like the bartender because like his because uh, he because he kicked him yeah. out of the bar, and then he's Not like.
2: Then it was, I think it was before oh. that, but it's right. the whole part—it's just like this whole scene of him walking. Yes, yeah, and I, I remember the,
0: exactly what scene you're talking about. I just yeah, don't it, exactly remember where it was in the narrative, but I, yeah. I know the. Um,
2: that is one thing I was going to say. I'm blanking I, right I, now. I feel like it is a little bit. It, the film gets a bit repetitive towards the middle of the film, um, especially with uh, actually. Uh, to, on, I, I got off topic. Um, there's the whole scene when he's just walking as like a long take, except for it's not an unbroken long take because because the edits like uh, that um it like cuts and it'll be like closer. Um,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it kind yeah, of goes like fast motion, like towards him, then kind of back. OK, I get yeah, it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah.
2: yeah, he's just going on and on. Like there, a lot of it, a lot of uh, parts of the film is like him just kind of describing like his philosophy of the world. I feel like a lot of what the butcher says kind of carries throughout. Um, like you said, like an irreversible when he says, like, you know, the time destroys all things like the kind of tagline of that film. And like a lot of his philosophy of stuff kind of carries through the rest of Noe's films but I feel like not everything he's saying is like, just like Gaspar Noé, like projecting his own philosophy of the world. Um, do you, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think, yeah. like, I don't think Gaspar Noé is like preaching at the audience. I, no, 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 I, no, he's not
1: preaching it. I'm just saying like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think Gaspar Noé is like, has the same like ideology as the butcher. I'm just saying like, he likes like in real life. I'm just saying like, he likes, um, to have that kind of like, to have those kind of thematics, like throughout his movies. Yeah. Um, to kind of, I don't know, denounce something in the world. But, yeah.
2: I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. um, There was something I was going to say about the narration. Um, What did you think of um the kind of more self-aware, uh, or um, almost fourth wall-breaking kind of narration towards the beginning? Because, like, it's not meta throughout the whole film, but it's just, like, towards the beginning. He says something along the lines of, like, this is a story. It's...
1: Yeah, it's kind. Of, it, well, I, I'm not gonna say it's like parroting it, but it's kind of like building up on like that kind of cliched like movie trope, um, yeah. where it, like the main character like introduces themselves at the beginning. Um, yeah. So I feel like yeah, you could I, always have fun with something like that.
2: Yeah, the whole film does have a very um, dark sense of humor to it. That's something. Yes, that I it does, found, and I think I I it works a lot th- more on rewatch
1: I think the film um, is like a, a lot funnier than like films that are actually trying to be funny. Like this film is like really effortlessly funny like also, a lot like, of the so shit he dark. says is so fucked up that it's like just like outrageously like yeah it's just so like out there yeah, like, that it's of... just you can't help but like laugh whether yeah, it like, be like awkwardly laugh just like like none <laughs> of for
0: me to be honest like, okay. i mean i i do like, enjoy like dark humor and stuff I, I don't know it just it doesn't it's definitely is, me. like funny know, like i'm, I'm not saying to like it convince me but it didn't hit for me and that's kind Of part of my issues with the film,
2: yeah, yeah. Like, well, one I, thing I was gonna say was um uh, the scene when um, uh, he I forget why, but there's this whole section of the film where there's like these different where he t- the butcher talks to various people and it has this weird, like, mm-hmm. almost like documentary feel to it. Like, they're these people being like they feel like real people, yeah, yeah like they're really getting sure interviewed. The I get what I get what you mean, like, exactly. Just, like, I got the same
1: vibe,
2: yeah, like they're That's all kind the of you're... um, they're kind of like it. it everyone who's interacting with him is kind of like denying something or like rejecting him in some way. Um, that was kind of odd, but it's after one of those scenes, I forget which one, but he's just, he's so pissed off and he's thinking about how he's going to kill him and, and like, also because like you said, the scene when he gets when the, rejected uh... from the job at the butcher. Yeah, that's where... right.
1: Yeah, the butcher yeah. or like the slaughterhouse uh, yeah. like, uh, he can't get a fucking there. executive or whatever. And then he calls him like a, you know, well, that's also one of those things, like well, like a you know, like a a slur for gay people, you know, like a... <sighs> how should I say this? Uh... Yeah,
2: there's <laughs> also the scene in the um, in the bar. Yeah, like I was saying um about the dark humor. Hold on, I'll get back to that thought. I second. mean, it's definitely but like it's As for actually...
1: Noah's funniest film, which isn't yeah. hard to be. It's not. It's yeah. not hard.
2: Yeah, because something like irreversible to be like really your funny, funny. fit. Yeah, that's not like you know, like a lot of his other films aren't actually. I mean, some, of those well, some I feel like it's not like
1: around. it's not hard to be Gaspar funniest funniest Film because like his yeah. films are like the total opposite of funny, but I feel like since I Stand Alone is so like is so like almost cartoonishly bleak, it just kind of becomes funny in, yeah, in, a, in a good like, way. I'm not saying like it's it it's like overbearing or anything. Like I think it's like it actually works super well. But yeah, I know. I think it's like it's definitely like his funniest film, by
2: the show. Yeah. And, like, like uh, like, I was like, there's a scene in the bar um, when he's sitting there, and I forget what happens, but the guy it pisses him off, and he ends up... Um, like, it, There's, like, this quick cut to his mouth, and he, and he calls him, like, several slurs. And, like, it's not really funny within the context of the scene, but, like, something about it is, like, kind of funny, like the edit. And just, like, there's all these parts in the film where I find it kind of funny for, for a second, and then, like, if I think about it... Like, I actually had a part where I wrote down some of the parts I found funny. Um, but then when I thought about it, I'm like... They aren't really like if you just take it as what it is, like outside the dome. Like if you like in like when I wrote down the notes, like there's a scene with like there's like the scene with uh there's like a he goes with like a prostitute, right? And but like he doesn't realize it's a prostitute. Um, and like Uh I found it funny until I wrote down that I thought like it's actually kind of sad. Like like it's kind of a sad scene with like that character of the prostitute It's just kind of like seems really like the
0: atmosphere uh, that is well it's just.
2: It's like it's know, it's actually really
0: funny.
1: funny. Like, like, it's not just there, one there. of those scenarios that's only funny w- well, that's only that's only funny in the moment, and then you just have to look at it from a certain Yeah. From afar to realize that it's not funny at all. Like I could uh, see someone
2: watching this film not finding it funny at all, just thinking it's like
1: Like uh, I would never like write down like the so-called quote unquote. Uh, emphasis on quote-unquote jokes in this film and then like go out and like tell them like and then out of context to people like isn't that funny like I saw this movie and I found this to be like super funny because it only works if you're like actually watching the film
2: like there's even there's a scene uh, or there's a part uh, I found this funny and it's in like one of the most uh, disturbing parts of the film um, which is uh, the scene when he uh, kills his daughter and then kills himself but it's like kind of like I guess you can say it's like kind of like imagine like a dream or like a fake out type of thing but it's like We'll get to that in a second, but he's like thinking uh, it's like this rapid fire uh, dialogue in his head, uh, or like narration, like all these things he's thinking. And one of them is how he's gonna kill, or he needs to save one of the bullets to kill the guy from earlier that rejected him. And it's like just it does okay. Now I'm being saying it, it's not even funny, but it's like in the moment, like <coughs> with the rest of this stuff. All of a sudden, it, he's think his like mind goes back to that. I just found that funny, but it's like it's not really that funny. It's just the atmosphere of the film. Something about it works in this weirdly, really dark um, kind of. Uh, I don't know what is it. It's like a mix of like dry, dark humor and just like scenes that like maybe it's not really funny at all. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we've been going. I don't
0: too know. Long. I didn't really laugh at anything. That sounds like I don't want that to come off like I'm offended at the film because I'm I'm not. Uh, I just, yeah, I didn't find any humor in it. But that's it's just. just me.
2: I definitely find a lot more humor in this film than any other. <laughs> no way. I didn't. Um, la- I didn't like laugh. I
1: didn't l- like yeah, laugh like out loud laugh, at anything. Like, but I just. I, like, I, I. I. I like made a mental note to myself. Like, that's kind of funny. Like just. I don't know. I don't know if I'm weird or not. But...
2: Speaking of uh, weird, um, did anyone else find this film slightly relatable?
1: No. Okay. That's a bit of I a stretch. See. All I right, there's like. just I
2: mean, <laughs> it's a few scenes that it's just, where he's just kind of walking around like hating everything. It was, it was like I mean, I get okay, I did, I, did, I did kind of okay. So, I like, did find that, it like like he's like I don't know. It just no, I, I take like, that
1: back. I actually did find it relatable. Like one scene, like the scene where he's like trying to like go like kill like the bartender because he called him like cuz like cause he like kicked him out and like called him a bunch of shit like i oh like cuz like it's kind of like real similar to like the scene, like the scenario's like when you're mad at like someone you're like oh i'm going to i'm going to like beat their ass and shit and then you yeah, kind of like, like lo- and then you kind of like right when you get to their door and shit like you kind of just like lose motivation or yeah i mean it it's not it like definitely that it like
2: captures deep, right? Uh, it definitely captures that feeling of, like... It just
1: captures, like, the inner, like, like what you're... Like, like yeah. the anger that, like, is in your brain that you're just never gonna act out on. But, like, you still, like, you know, like, what you, uh, what you, like, want to do.
2: It captures being in the mind of the Butcher
1: so well. Like, I feel like the Butcher is mind just, like, the spirit. embodiment of, like, your brain when it's undergoing some sort of, of, like, when it's undergoing, like, anger or something. Except, like, you, you like, actually no out bitches. on, like, your repressed emotions so i don't know that's actually kind of an interesting way to look at it <laughs> kind of an interesting way to look at it like because it, it if he symbolizes something like that or it's probably
2: like a reach but I, I was gonna something else i was gonna say about um yeah you know with like how like what's the right word like unrelentingly nihilistic and bleak and just dark and like hate-filled, like, so much of this movie is. Uh, just, like, with the, yeah. you know, narration and, uh, um, you know, like, I, I could see people really hating the main character. You know, like, I, I didn't hate him. I mean, he's definitely, like, a he's a real piece of shit. I don't I mean, know, know if I hate person. him, but That's I don't just, like,
0: like him. I don't care like, for him. Like, I I'm like just this he... guy who's terrible ruining his life. I'm just like... Hey, it's you
1: know, an interesting you know. character study. You're not supposed to root for him. You're not supposed to, like, yeah. not root for him. Like, I mean, it's just kind of like, you just... Watch this guy like fuck his life up and then
2: yeah, like it's kind I mean, of
1: entertaining, but you're not supposed to like root for him or anything,
2: yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, because it's not like the type of thing where it's like, like, he has a piece of shit, like, you know, he like oh, beats he's up just his pregnant wife, piece like, of shit of the highest order, yeah. Like, like, that's like I actually, mean, like, I thought that was like actually like a pretty, I thought that scene, like the whole part, uh, was kind of like, I thought it was really effective. In just being like really, uh, cause like I didn't really expect it, especially the first time I watched it when he beats up his wife or whatever. Like,
1: I mean, I feel like the main, like, if if there wasn't like, if it wasn't so imp- or like, if 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 all the like, uh, him being like attracted to his daughter and like you know, eventually acting on those fantasies, if that wasn't in the picture, I feel like he, I feel like he'd get a lot more sympathy points because he's just because he is a piece of shit, like, even without that, but like in the end he's just like some just like an angry guy yeah, but like the I fact think... that he wants to fuck his daughter that makes him like
2: well that's the thing. that makes it a whole other story i think it's really interesting how Gaspar, in away cuz like kind of frames the movie cuz like he's really there's not a lot of moments in the film where he, he's like a sympathetic character but it kind of is like like the scene when um uh let's see uh what happens i think it's after um yeah it's after the scene uh when it, when uh it, he has like the um confrontation with the guy at the bar that is he's gonna go and get his gun and go back and kill him and then they're closed or whatever and He's just like mad and then he goes i think he's drunk and then he goes back to his room and like um it's, it's another uh very obvious taxi driver homage uh where he's pointing like a gun in the in the mirror and stuff you know it's kind of similar um and like every time like he's thinking of different people and it's like the, there's like that uh It's like the audio cuts, and then you hear him saying, like, boom, and like every time he's like imagining killing someone, it's a very interesting scene. Um, like the whole way it's like presented with, like, just like the whole way the scene's executed, you can really tell, like, what he's thinking, and like in a very, like, kind of minimalist way without being too, like, obvious. Um, even though, like, a lot of the rest of the film is just him, like, explicitly, like, thinking something and saying it through narration. Um, and like, then he's like, you know, he's thinking of shooting people, and then it's like, he, he's like thinking of like shooting himself. Um, I feel like it's just like a really like dark scene, just like him, like obviously like drunk and like suicidal. And it's like, just like such a dark scene. It's like, you, I, I feel like just like that was the one scene where it's like, and some of the parts towards the end. Um, I don't know. It, he is kind of like this like despicable, like piece of shit person because he really is, you know, he wants to, you know, he like fucks his daughter and like you know stuff with his wife and just like you know he's like racist and like you know uh homophobic sex all this shit you know he's just spewing throughout the movie but like even then you can still kind of find like a bit of humanity in the character i think that's interesting well
1: Scott got um, is like there's there are there are like parts of the film where you can kind of like where he softens up a bit um i feel like in certain aspects in certain parts of the film especially like carne like the relationship with, with between him and his daughter is kind of pure before yeah. like you really like realize like that he actually like kind of wants to fuck her. Uh, there are scenes where like you generally like can feel like he has like a fatherly love for her, and it it's yeah. just it kind of makes it a lot more wholesome when you realize that, like, that's like he she's like the only person he cares about, and like yeah. she's the only person you ever see him like ever like sympathetic to.
2: Yeah, because it, he's like a piece of shit like, to
1: everyone else. Yeah, so like he's kind of pure in, of in a life. way.
2: Yeah, it's like the only thing in his life that exactly. has any kind. Um, so that makes it um, very uh, And it makes it even worse that you know he ends up you know uh Yeah,
1: that's why I think it's so effective that Noé had to add that like that like plot point in there.
2: I was going to say another scene um kind of stuck with me as being like like a very kind of I'm not sure if somber. Yeah, like kind of a somber moment is uh when the old lady dies. Uh, earlier in the film, oh yeah, um, where he's like he's that like a night guard or
0: something. Your and... bit,
2: yeah, it just adds like, it's just the way it kind of stops and like lingers on like death, um, which you know is a very big part of uh, Gaspar Noé's you know f- uh, work. You know, is is, is like death. I, I feel like is a big part of his. Uh,
0: Doesn't know, he go know. home and fuck that nurse? Or am not tripping? Uh, I don't or does he to? want to?
2: he wants to yeah um i feel like there is this kind of ever-present like uh kind of um looming like threat of death throughout the film or uh something like bad gonna happen like uh yeah maybe not towards the middle but especially towards the end um like there's a scene when he uh you know he he finally uh reunites with his daughter and uh i think he says something like uh the scene when they're on the subway uh, it kind of has, like, this really great feel of, like, impending doom. Broadway? Even though, and, and, like, yeah, like, when they're on the subway, and uh, he's, like, taking her back. Uh, oh, where, yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I feel like Gaspar Noe is really yeah. good at,
1: like, that kind of, uh... Yeah. Oh, and I love kind of the, um,
2: It's It's just, like, there's general. this whole, yeah, there's this whole, like, impending, uh... Sense of something bad's gonna happen, and then uh, it's it's like the uh, it says like 30 second countdown warning, and it's like, you know, he's well, saying, I feel like that's you know, just oh, like, like that... fine. Uh, I mean, that's, well, that's it's just... a little bit like playing up the um,
1: it's just trying to get like, I mean, as in like what kind of young audiences are gonna be. Uh, it's just like a stylistic, like, it, yeah, I think it's it's like obviously creative. someone
2: wouldn't watch it until that point, and like. But, yeah, you know, it's it's like yeah, it was. Like, and I, I love, I how, he's saying, I I love how he's saying. I love probably saying in the narration, like you know, it could work. Out. He's saying something along the lines of like, no, it could actually uh, work out fine, or something like that. And which it kind of does, which is a weird like subversion of expectations because like, you th- it feels like the movie would end with him killing himself and the daughter, right? Like that's kind it's of just, feels. That, like that's why, like, I
1: was surprised, think that's that's what I was expecting. For once, that the movie would not end, you know, and I. Relatively positive note because it's not entirely positive, but you know, of course, in the end, in the long term, it wasn't.
2: I was I was gonna say the um, uh, there's like the 30 second countdown, and I really like that, but then it's so cheesy when it flashes like danger, um, it it (laughs) kind of has this like uh, 90s like internet vibe or something. Okay, but maybe it was kind of of intentional because I feel I mean it Uh, was
1: the 90s, but
2: oh yeah, I I don't know, it
1: feels (laughs) intentional.
2: Yeah, it just felt dated like that. It, it it felt very. Um, well, it's I really definitely dated kind of film. Dated. I feel
1: like it's both like dated. I feel like it's both dated in certain aspects, but it's also like really ahead of its time in other aspects.
2: Yeah, it, I don't it's know. Very it's, um, just, it's good. It's just like a mixture of both. Let's see. There, there's that whole sequence. Uh, I just I have talked about it, so. I, I love this part. Probably my favorite scene in the movie. Um, you know the whole part when he, you know, like leading up to when he killed his daughter and, and then himself, which you know, like it's.
1: I that scene is like a
2: dream sequence, but it's it's so like fucking brutal. Like that whole scene is just and it's really stressful.
1: Like the frantic voiceover, the like knocking at the door. It's so adrenaline pumping. Like like you know, and he's like he's like you know like shoot yourself, and he just like can't bring himself to kill himself. And then like I forgot actually that it wasn't a dream sequence, and I was rewatching it, so I was like I was like oh shit, like
2: yeah, it's just that that whole part is like I feel like a lot of this film doesn't have the um same amount of uh, uh kind of impact as like Gaspar Noé's other films in, in the way of like the technical aspects. Um even though I really do like the te- tech even though I really do like the technical aspects in this film, it doesn't combine all the time. Like it's not the most consistent in the same way his later films are. But that whole sequence, it's like just it's like ten out of 10 like you know top like Noé no uh doing his thing where you know, like even though it is different with like the narration and stuff, uh it's just like the whole thing with like yeah, like you said, like the um, you know, first when he shoots the daughter, and then like um, like she's not dead. Like that whole it's just like so weird. Like uh I don't know. Like it, you're really kind of forced into the perspective of the butcher uh for like you know the whole film, and it, especially for that part, it's like so um, I don't know, like desperate and like like the constant just um, like rapid fire uh like you know inner monologue in his head of like all these different things, and you know it, it's like the kind of like uh. I don't know, reverse POV shot of, like, the Butcher when he's, like, laying down on the bed like he's gonna shoot himself and he doesn't. I don't know, that whole thing, it's just so, um, uh, stressful.
0: That's probably my favorite part of the film, to be honest, and I'm not, like, I don't hate this film, I don't dislike it, but I'm not huge on it at the same time, but that was definitely my favorite part because it's just so, like, it feels like what the entire film is trying to be, but is not. I feel like, for me personally, a lot of that narration just kind of gets a little stale and annoying. And then he finally ups the ante towards the end.
2: Like, maybe you just didn't get much out of it, are you saying? like
0: The film entirely, yes, but I just really liked that last scene because it feels like, you know, what the film was trying to be, but didn't.
1: Well, I mean, I thought that was... um...
0: Very intense.
1: Yeah, I I thought it... I mean, when I watched it, because like I mentioned, I, I completely forgot that it wasn't a dream sequence when i was rewatching it because i like there's like a span of like a year uh between like my first and second watch so i was like uh i didn't remember how like intense that scene was just like the mixture of like you know like yeah like the frantic like voiceover in his head like just kind of like overlapping and then like you know you've got the the people knocking at his door and just just him like freaking out just like trying to shoot himself but he can't and i'm just like I was just kind of baffled that, like, Noe really went, like, really went.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I just mean, feel like
1: it's, it's it was a very, like, daring move. That's da- exactly.
0: Like, I don't know if I was surprised by that, because that's what I expected. I, I wasn't surprised by it, play. but I was,
1: it, it's definitely just very gutsy, especially since people, like, Noe didn't have a name for himself when he made I Stand Alone. So even, I mean, he kind of did with Carnate, but, like, people didn't, he didn't he didn't really have like the kind of name that he has now. Like people now expect
0: reputation. a very
1: clear kind of s- style from Noe. So I feel like when people were subjected to that scene back then, it it must have been like a shock. And I feel like it really helped Noe kind of, you know, just build his reputation, kind of build his reputation a bit, because that was like a very gutsy move, especially back in the day.
0: It made him... Uh... Someone to watch in the industry.
1: Oh yeah, because they were like looking at like, okay, so this guy's not afraid to uh, spark up su- spark up some controversy.
2: You know. Yeah. Um, yeah it's definitely the type of film that's. Uh, I know it was very uh, controversial uh, when it first came out. I don't, I don't think it was as like popular or something like irreversible as like kind of like I don't think Gaspar Noé was like in the mainstream or I mean I mean you. I think like any of his films are, like, super, like, mainstream, but... Uh... They never
1: were. Like, I mean, they, they are kind of now. Like, he's, he's becoming kind of mainstream. But when they were coming out, like, in the early 2000s, like, na- late 90s, he was the opposite of mainstream. But I feel like he somehow, like, managed to get, like, more and more controversial with every film he, like, bumped out. Because, like, I Stand Alone was, like, controversial for the time. But I feel like then, you know, he kind of just, like... Release, like you know he came to the point where he's making shit like enter the void in love and i feel like those kind of movies make i stand alone uh to be a lot tamer you know we're gonna get into those movies like in later episodes so i just don't want to like gloss on that too much but it's just like i feel like i stand alone compared to those movies it's just like i it's just kind of it's just tamer in general like
2: yeah one thing uh I was gonna say, uh sorry, I was just rewatching uh uh this first scene of irreversible to get the quote right but um uh there is the scene uh you know the first scene of irreversible when he um i i forget how did i how did I just forget? I literally just watched it thirty seconds ago um what one of the guys at the beginning they're talking about um you know when they're talking you know the whole party he's like telling the guy about you know why he was in prison or whatever. Um, and then he says, um, you know, the one guy says like, uh, you know, you, we do bad or we fuck up and then people say it's bad news, but we shouldn't forget the pleasure of everything that happened or something. There's no bad deeds. There's just deeds. That's what he says. And I feel like that's kind of how you can like you can relate that to like the ending where it is like even though it is like fucked up that it's like, you know, it's his daughter. And that's but that's like the one thing that, like, gives his life any kind of meaning is his daughter, and, like, even, like, you can say having sex with her. Um, which is really fucked up, but it's, like, if you can say, you know, you can say that's, like, a kind of a happy ending, you know, like, in quotes, a happy ending, you know, for, to end the film on, you know, saying, like, where he can go after that point. um, is He is with his daughter, that is, like, the one thing that matters to him. You know, or you could just say it's, like, you know, that whole thing is just, um, you know, his, like, kind of excuse you know, to or his justification, you know, uh, for doing everything he does, and you know, like you could see, you could see the ending as like there's nothing really happy about it because it is just, you know, all the all the stuff he's saying about like, um, everything he's saying is just a justification, you know, for kind of um, you no, know, it's like, hmm, I'm yeah, no, I get what you're hey, saying. That's
1: why I said like earlier, like it's kind of like I, I guess a good way, like a good, maybe uh, a good like. Uh, comparison would be like say like a Michael Haneke film right uh so you know how like his films are like kind of deeper movies kind of disguised as like say like a horror film or like a yeah like etc well well, yeah so I mean I don't know I it's kind of I just kind of makes me think of that because like I feel like the ending is just like a um it's a it's it's a it's um it's a lot it's a it's a complicated ending just kind of Disguised as a happy ending. Because, like, on the surface, you just look at it and it's got all the tropes of a happy ending. But then, if you just, like, take a moment and think about, like, everything you've just watched, put into context, and then just think about, like, the future, even uh when Irreversible hadn't come out, because then if you followed up with Irreversible, you know that eventually a story doesn't end well. But you can, you can kind of, like, just guess that, you know, it's going to go to shit eventually. And it's not, it's not, uh, as happy an ending as as it's kind of trying to be. Or it's yeah, not like it's not trying to be a happy ending. I feel like it's no, trying to yeah, trick it, you into thinking it it's a happy your, ending.
2: Yeah, it leaves you on a note that feels like it has a bit more hope to it than the rest of the like completely like, bleak, nihilistic kind of uh downward spiral the characters in. You know, it, it's like it leaves yeah. it ends on a note that's very
1: like it's, it's kind of out of place almost because like, it's so, it's so different from the rest of the film pool, well,
2: you know? Yeah. It, it adds a so, lot more than just, um, it's an important balance to have, you know, when yeah, like you're trying to really, make a film yeah, like that. I, I feel like that really is what separates like Gaspar Noé f- from just being like an edgelord
1: from like shock um, value directors. Like, yeah. like, you know, like all those, He's, like,
2: all right. So Gaspar Noé, obviously that's like something he loves is like shock in films and using that shock. I mean, I kind of talked about this in the irreversible episode. But he very much knows how to use shock. Uh, or, you know, like, you know, he he's like, you know, if you see interviews with him, he's like happy when people walk out of his movies disgusted. It's like he he's obviously, you know, he is like a provocateur. Um, but I, I feel like he definitely uses it in a way that, you know, some people will just say, oh, he's just lord." Well, um, I feel like he's qualified
1: well, to use shock and shit like in his movies because like he's he's demonstrated capable of actually like using other forms of like you know he actually understands you know different human emotion and he's he's able to effectively use it in his films because you know he makes something like climax which climax is just like a whole like 90 minute just full on
2: experience
1: you know experiment <laughs> like it's but then he makes something like vortex which is like zero shock all emotion so yeah. he, he 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 you know he's um, you know, he has range, he has range, and, and he's, I think he's qualified to, like, use shock in his movies, because he also, because that's not, like, his only, like, Um, um, it's not, like, that's his only way to make the, his audience feel something. It's yeah. his, it's, it's, not, it's that not his kind of trick.
2: It's just, yeah, like, it's that
1: stuff. paired with, like, other, like, emotions of sorts. I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
2: it's, it's, like, the way to, yeah, it's, like, the way he uses the shock and, like, implements it through the film, like, he's not just, like, um well, i'm just repeating myself but um like the way he uses shock in his films definitely complements other aspects of the film that's not just trying to make the shock like as disturbing as possible it's like the other parts of the film that make it more complex actually make the shock more disturbing and make it more effective in general i feel like that really is the way to make a movie like something like this like if it were just all the parts that were like you know violent or offensive because this is a it's a pretty offensive film like it, you know it's not like for people who uh you know are you know um not for snowflake libtards right uh <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a very um uh it, it's pretty uh, you know there's a lot
0: of you no know, you say that but i feel like the conservative crowd would hate this movie and the libtards would love it I feel
2: like yeah, uh, I don't know, it's specific political. That was one thing I was actually going to say. Great. Now I can't transition cuz I got to cut that out. Um <laughs> I like I feel like there's kind of a political angle uh how he keeps talking about like his father was killed by Nazis and how like I guess like the Germans fucked over France or something. Um yeah, like I I'm not really sure if that's like how that plays into it that much. I feel like there's a little bit of something there. Um but maybe that's it just may more
0: of like kind of what contributes to
2: this character kind of, you know, ending up in the place that he does because he's just kind of fucked in like every way. It um, could be
0: a bit of a cultural thing that we're not, we're, that, yeah. you know, we're missing because we're American and not French. I'm, I'm not sure about that.
2: Yeah. I'm not sure how much I do want to talk a little bit more about carne, uh, in a second. Um, Just to kind of finish up, I have some notes on that. But I do have a few random notes I wanted to just kind of bring up about I Stand Alone. Um, A few things were there's some quotes I I just wanted to point out that I really liked from this film. Um, uh, The one thing I noticed was, uh, I forget what, he has like this whole monologue um, which is like it's kind of hard to talk about a film that is mostly just like, you know, someone narrating, just like spewing their world, or like talking about their worldview and like all these like random thoughts basically of like someone through narration. It's kinda of hard to talk about a film with like scene by scene. Um I but I feel like we're kinda of doing a good job. But there's one scene when he's I think he's in the porn theater and he's talking about like sex and he, and one of the things he says is um even when fucking we're alone. And uh that's actually the name of uh a future uh or you know, after this point, the guest Gasborn guest born Away short, uh for the film. I think it's like an anthology film, uh all with like Shorts with like related subject matter, it's called Districted, Uh, but his short was called We Fuck Alone, so that was uh, just want to throw that out there. It's kind of a funny thing I noticed. Um,
0: i put my hand alone. I mean, what, yeah.
2: Uh, another thing was uh, he says, uh, let's see, life is a tunnel, everyone has his own little tunnel, only there is no light at the end, it is a void, even memories will be gone. Uh, that's that's kind of um, I don't know. It's very much uh, I, I think of enter the void. Uh, when I think of that, uh, I, I like the. Little kind of through lines throughout his filmography that kind of connect uh, in different ways, uh, even like you know, just like a line like that. And, and like, you know, uh, you can kind of see like you know, maybe ideas he had for you know, uh, future films and stuff. Um, also, he says, Let's see, what is it? I'm a sad, sad dick, and to earn some respect, it must be hard all the time. I like that line, it's <laughs> a funny line. <laughs> also, when he says that death must be like sleeping, but better felt yeah mood mood uh so anything else you think you have to say the specifically about stand alone um i got some more well, thoughts on carne but i, I don't like really have anything
1: say to out. say about either right now
2: unless okay uh yeah so like what would you actually are we cutting out like the thing where we say what what's some negatives because like we usually talk about the negatives throughout
1: yeah, no, I don't think we have, like... I think we've, like, mentioned... I don't have any specific negatives about this movie. Like, it's... Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, would I say uh, that it's a little bit repetitive in the middle. Um, I just think, in general, movie. it's
1: one of his weaker movies, yeah, but I don't I, I feel have, like it's have not any specific, pace. like... I don't negative. think the
2: pace... I don't think it's... A, it is a pretty well-paced movie, but I don't think it's as well-paced towards the middle. Um, I feel like it just drags a bit in the section when he's talking to pe- different people. Uh, And also, just kind of the monologues. There was a lot of that uh, same type of thing in the middle, uh, kind of blended together in my mind a bit.
0: We're kind of mentioning negative right now. I've been over it, but this film is real. I know no way he's finding himself with this film. It feels a bit indulgent at times, but it's not huge to mark against the film. I mean, like you said, it's repetitive a bit in the middle. But overall, I do enjoy the film, and I do agree that it probably will be one of his weaker films, if not the weakest for me, personally.
2: Yeah. I just, I think it's, like... I feel like it it has so much of what Noe's future films, uh he, like, will later, like, he really kind of nailed down and, like, polish. No. It's not as, like, well-polished and, like, nailed down into Noe's style as his later stuff, but I really appreciate it, because it's, like... it. it I don't know it's such a different type of movie um for no way to be uh kind of tackling i, I really like that it, or i really love that it exists like even if it's not as like kind of uh masterful uh, you know in some of the technical elements and uh you know stuff as his later stuff or yeah i mean in general i feel thing. like
1: it's it's a great film it's just like every film he's made after that like just kind of explored similar themes yeah. but did it better and i don't think it's like a negative towards this film like you know he was kind of still finding his footing he didn't have as many resources as he did later on but you know like it's i don't like have any like hard negatives i just think like in general it, it's just one of the least memorable no way films and it's just like more so because, like, the films he made later are, like, so much more memorable. So, I don't know, it's just not, like, a specific negative regarding this film, it's just, like, just kind of, like, the films that he did after, he just kind of improved, which is, yeah. like, you know, how it's supposed to go. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, w- I would say, I really wouldn't say that it's one of his, like, least memorable because, like, that's kind of how I felt the first time I watched it, but on rewatch I really, it's, it's not, it's just not as much of, like, a sensory overload film. Like, I kind of talked about how, like, in the irreversible episode, how he makes like sensory overload films. Like that's his thing. And like, even though he doesn't do that here and it's not like also like, it's not super plot heavy. Like, you know, like a lot of the film is just a dude like talking to himself, basically. Um, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it really works when he does use like the sensory k- kind of stuff like that. Ending scene is so effective. So. Um Or, or like that last, you know, the, uh, you know, part when he, uh you know, the, but he kills himself and the daughter, uh, that whole scene is like, it's so effective when he does use it. And, like, I don't know, it's just, like, it's a different type of film. But I really appreciate... And not just appreciate, I just think this is, like, a really great film. I actually, like, really love it on rewatch. And yeah, I definitely I just rewatching it more uh, than I thought I would be. Because so I was thinking, like, yeah, I'll, like, rewatch it for the podcast. It's, like, whatever. It's not that great. But I don't know. I, I really love this film, now.
1: I think it's and, rewatchable um, enough. Like, I think it's one of his most rewatchable films. Because it's just... I think just... it's weird how
2: it's, like, it, it works... Um In, like, how, or or I think it's odd how it works, in like, how, like, weirdly entertaining it is, Uh, at least to me. I, you know, maybe to some people, this might just be really off putting and, like, not enjoyable in any way. But, um, yeah, I really, uh, I don't know. I think it's a really, uh, really great, kind of impressive first feature film. Oh yeah Um, for sure i get it
1: and i think the screenplay for it is really good or because like also like speaking of like screenplay like this is like the like one of the only no way films where he actually like has like a full-on screenplay because like of all the voiceover yeah because like after that he kind of experimented with like improv and shit and like just kind of had like (laughs) very minimal screenplays uh and just like had like action lines written but just kind of let his actors you know just kind of make up the dialogue on the spot so I feel like this is one of his only movies where he actually had, like, dialogue, like, the entire dialogue written down, because, like, you know, he can't... Um, unless he hadn't, like, improvised the voiceover, which I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, because, yeah. I, I just thought that was interesting. I forgot to bring it up. Uh,
2: yeah, I was also going to say, um, I, I saw a note Uh, that was actually with my irreversible notes. Um, I do like how... Uh, I think I was comparing I was gonna compare the two um, it's just how like I was gonna point out how irreversible compared to i stand alone, like the conflict in irreversible is how all of a sudden like the character's lives are thrown into chaos, like suddenly, whereas an I stand Alone is more of something that's built up long over time, uh kind of like a taxi driver type of thing, like something that's been like building in the character's mind for a while uh so I think that's kind of an interesting uh. I don't know uh, difference, but I, I'm not really sure if that's relevant to the conversation. So, um, well, that's that's an interesting
1: observation for sure. Should we yeah, uh, would, reveal our say, ratings?
2: Oh yeah, or, what what would you say is your favorite film? Or fuck myself.
1: Favorite <laughs> film of all time? Or
2: so what <laughs> would you say is your favorite scene in this film? Um, oh, I, I would say it's definitely uh, the um, the murder suicide scene. And the, yeah. uh, I mean, the, like, I don't the know.
1: If that's uh, my whole... favorite scene, but it's definitely the most memorable scene. So, I, I mean, probably, yeah, my favorite scene.
2: Also, I really love the taxi driver homage part with the gun and the uh, him in the mirror. It really gets down to, like, a core part of the Butcher that isn't really, that it's not just, like, his outlook on life. You know, it, it's kind of a more, like, vulnerable... vulnerable fuck, my God damn it. It's more vulnerable moment for the character. Uh, I don't know. I, I really like that scene too, but yeah, I would definitely say the uh, murder scene or the suicide scene.
1: I just in general love like the the voiceover shit. I yeah. just think it's so well written. But yeah, um, no, I, I don't. I, I yeah.
2: I would anyway. How would, how would you guys rate this? Because I'm I'm going between like an eight and a nine. Or like, rate these
1: because I... there's two films.
2: Oh, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, Carnage. Um, yeah, I <laughs> for, keep forgetting uh, Carnage. Uh, poor. Yeah, I for keep forgetting Carnage. Um, yeah, for I stand Alone, I would say like if I did .5, which I don't, I would be. It would be a very strong <laughs> or very solid eight point five. But I'm not really sure if I want to go all the way to nine. But I feel like eight is like I don't know. It's like somewhere in there. It's, it's like eight, eight to nine. I'm still kind of changed my Letterbox thing. rating several times because I, I just I really love this film on rewatch and it's definitely like a great addition to like the uh violent loner subgenre if that's a thing. Um it's definitely it a film. Really it's like growing.
1: It. It's growing.
2: Uh I it's great how uh... it pulls off like such a like uh at least in my opinion, dark uh sense of humor while co- staying like also very uh consistently dark like thematically. It doesn't I don't I don't feel like any of the I don't know, so called humor in this film uh really takes away from anything that's going on like uh that's supposed to be taken seriously. Um but yeah, I would yeah, say like no, a sure. eight or nine. That's where I would I'm at. Uh yeah, I'd
1: rate it like I. Oh, it's not rate
2: rated. Karn. Oh, this is I gave Irreversible a nine too, so I'm not sure if it's on that level, but you know it's it's somewhere in there for sure for me.
0: Uh, oh, this is uh like a good old I haven't even rated it on Letterboxd yet because I've been waiting on the discussion. Same with Karn, but uh, I alone loans a solid six for me. Okay.
1: okay. Respectable, and so you said like carne would be rated higher since you preferred. Yeah,
0: carne is like a seven.
1: All right, yeah, I have carne at a seven too. I think it's like definitely like my least favorite Gaspar Noé film so far, which is like saying something about Gaspar Noé if my like least favorite is like a seven out of ten. Um, but it's like you know it, it is a short film. It is his first kind of major film so it makes sense that it's the weakest i still think it's brilliant for a debut and then um i give i stand alone like a like a very solid eight out of ten you know i i think it's it's you know it's not perfect it's it's flawed for sure but yeah i i i love it so yeah
2: yeah um yeah as for carne um i don't have a lot more to say about that one like we said like we're gonna have a discussion for both i, did, I just kind of said like mentioned it uh in the i stand alone discussion um the the one thing about carne um i didn't feel like it was as focused as i stand alone is if that makes sense even though it's very uh i don't know it like i I feel like it kind of i feel like it didn't get nearly as much out of carne as it did from i stand alone because i i didn't think it was as um i I didn't feel like it has as much complexity to the character in that um i don't know and, and like some of the stuff i thought was a bit cheesy like the um uh you know or well, not cheesy. It's like I didn't think for being for having such a low budget and like being so like you know, um, you know obviously kind of you know no I didn't have as much to work with. I think it is a a pretty great short, but I don't know. I didn't think it worked as as well as the actual like I Stand Alone. Like after watching I Stand Alone after Carnet, it just felt like a better version of the story. Or like I don't know that doesn't make sense because it's basically like a continuation of it, but. I don't know. I would, I would give it like a six. Um, yeah, It's like fine. Uh, I, I don't love it. Um, I was going <laughs> to mention um, maybe this is like we said we're going to mention this uh, in a different episode in the irreversible one too. So maybe we'll talk about it in like the Enter the Void discussion. But there is the element of like uh, anti-natalism kind of. Uh, yeah, like there is. Just like the the, the in, abortion, car- abortion thing. Well, uh, not abortion, but like the the... Uh. What'd you say? I didn't hear any what... anti
1: natalism.
0: What... Spell that out.
2: Um, anti life, like not like, not like in the sense of like abortion, like pro life, pro pro-cho- choice, but like it's kind of the idea of like, I
0: can't believe I've it's wrong to kind more. of
2: bring life into the world. Okay, okay, I get it. The ethical
0: um, view negatively values procreation, got it,
2: which is something right. I think is interesting. I get it,
0: Um, especially now. Culturally, I think that is a bigger thing than it probably was when this film came out.
2: Yeah, Um, it's definitely something that uh, Gaspar Noe has throughout uh, pretty much all of his films. Um, Same for, like, he does have a thing where, like, incest is, like, a reoccurring theme throughout some of his films. Um, In some ways, in, in, like, more... Obviously, like, you know, in irreversible... The, it's definitely going to you know, be. I stand interesting. alone. It's very much, um, you know, like a, it's a very, it's like a plot point. It's a big plot point. Uh, then something like, say, like, I don't know, End of the Void is kind of something that's like suggested at. Then there's something like Climax, which is just kind of like a weird subplot that doesn't really have any impact on like the story. I don't know. Um, so I'm not really sure what that is, but like, it, it's, I don't know. I'll have to see how I feel about uh, types of themes in his films after I rewatched the rest of them. Um,
1: I think we've reached, I've reached the
2: end of what I have oh yeah, to say about this Oh yeah, the thing film. I was going to say. Uh, this is my last note. Uh, I, I noticed, when I saw someone point out that there's similarities between Angst and I Stand Alone and um I rewatched the trailer, or I, I was rewatching some scenes from Angst and I watched the trailer, Anx has to have the worst fucking trailers I've ever seen for being like such a good movie. It has the worst fucking trailers. I
0: never go Anx back and trailers. watch a trailer for an older film unless I've seen the film.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I've seen Anx like three or four times. Um, yeah, I, I was just watching the trailer for the sake of it. And I was like, yeah, the trailer fucking sucks. I don't even
0: watch modern trailers anymore, really. Unless it's like, I don't know, an MCU film, fine. I don't really fucking give a shit enough to about spoilers, where, like, I, I'll i watch a trailer for an MCU film for, like, something I don't... Like, a film I don't know anything about, but like, I don't know, it's hard to describe. I don't really just watch trailers nonchalantly anymore. If there's something I know I'm going to be interested, trailer or not, I don't watch the trailer. Like, oh, the plot, is good? Fuck it, I'm not
2: going to watch. Yeah, if there's, like, a film that I know I'm going to see no matter what, there's no point in watching a trailer. I mean, I did... Yeah, like something like, say, like, because, uh, you know, sometimes there's terrible trailers that show too much. But if sometimes if there's a film, like, I'll just pop. I'm subscribed to, like, several, like, trailer channels on YouTube. Like, you know, um if something will pop up and, like, maybe I'll never even hear of that movie again and never hear anything. So, like, if it's, like, if I can watch it and it maybe piques my interest enough for me to check it out, like, that's fine. If it's something that, like, I maybe would never even give the give the, what the fuck is the expression? Give the chance of. What the fuck is the expression I'm thinking of? Give the time of day. Yeah, that's it.
0: I'll watch trailers, like, if it's something I've never heard of, and the thumbnail looks interesting, and then, like, I see a cast member, I'm like, okay, maybe. I'll watch this, and sometimes I will watch it, but, like, if I feel like the trailer's going too far, I'll cut it off.
2: I think this is about it, um, for this discussion. Um, hopefully that wasn't too messy. Um, but I can always just add vine booms in, and then we can say that that's just. I'll just, I'll just, I'll add vine booms, and we can just say like, you know, it's purposely chaotic because we're em- emulating the style of I Stand Alone. I mean, I, I Stand, Stand Alone, Alone is meta. definitely
1: his most chaotic film, and this could be our most chaotic episode because we're just sticking to meta, you know. Had... Hamburger,
2: hamburger, uh... cheeseburger. Yeah, uh, hopefully we'll have the Enter the Void episode out you know, uh, next week, so that'll be cool. I know in last episode we said uh, check out the Enter the Void ne- episode next week and actually it was this episode because this episode was supposed to be combined with last week's episode or the well, reversal episode, just but just whatever. Stop. Uh, stop. Maybe we should just stop saying things now? Yeah, maybe we should. Um, yeah, I, this movie inspired me so much. I don't have literally me, guys. He's literally the butcher. He's literally literally me. me. I see he's myself. Waiting. Yes. Uh, yeah. stick around. We will be talking about every No Way film. Goodbye. I don't know. Um, blunt. Perfect. Know. What? It was
1: You're just blunt playing playing and blind? perfect. No, no. <laughs> the other blunt.
2: Pass